Well, hello, and welcome back to another fine, fun episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I am your host, Stephen Lapooth. <laughs> and I got some skilly, skilly stuff for you today, boys and girls. Ooh. <coughs> well, I hope everybody had a great Halloween. I sure did. I was busy all weekend, had a Christmas, I mean a Christmas party, Halloween party Saturday, some more stuff Sunday, then Monday hunt, uh, Halloweening and trick-or-treating with the kiddos, and it was busy, so what I'm going to do today, since I didn't really have much time to really research and dig down deep to anything, we're going to go visit last year's um, episode about this time, so... That ought to be fun. What you, yeah, yeah. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Our numbers are growing and growing and bigger every month. So come on. Keep telling your friends about it. In the other countries, we're getting bigger. In Brazil, Germany. Oh, God, there's just so many. I want to say Italy, um, South Africa, Canada, uh, the UK, Spain, Australia, New Zealand. We're getting heard from a lot of places, but next episode, I'll write everything down and give some shout-outs. But I just want to say thank you, guys. So, do me a favor now. Pass the word to your friends and tell everybody about it so they'll click on and listen too, man. But I'm glad you guys enjoy, enjoy the show. Sorry if my reading sucks, but eh, I try. But I hope, I'm so glad you guys like it. Numbers are improving, so... Let's just keep them going, guys. Just keep downloading and subscribing. Tell your friends about it. Tell everyone about it. But it's going pretty good. And thank you to the other countries that are listening. So, with that being said, I guess we'll dig on down to uh, last year's episode. We'll go down memory lane. What do you say? Well, I'll see y'all on the uh, end of this. I hope you enjoy the show. See you later, ma'am. Last night, my son had a a uh, play he was in. Went to that. Didn't really have time to get this. But I got the research done on all that, and I'm here to present it. Hope, every's, ugh, hope everybody's doing great. It's just uh, cold and rainy here, so I hope your end's a little better. But it's just perfect spooky weather. It's cloudy, gray, misty, rainy off and on. And it's cold. It's oh, I got some chili in the crock pot, so I might be breaking here and there to go check on it. But well, I hope everybody's having a great week. 
let's get down to it. Oh, and I do want to give a shout out and say thanks to everybody. I don't know if I told you, but we hit over 3,000 downloads. <sighs> That's awesome. Been doing this for a year and a half and already got uh, over 3,000 downloads on one podcast. I love it, guys. Just want to say thanks to everybody. Oh, and sorry I'm late getting this together, too, so... Anyways, we're uh, we're going to cover lighthouses. I was uh, talking to Lexi, and we ain't never really covered lighthouses a whole lot. We might have done one here or there, but we never really done a whole lot of them. So I'm going to cover lighthouses for a while. <laughs> They're spooky this time of year. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with the TB Lighthouse. Or, yeah, Tybee. Yeah, okay. The Tybee Lighthouse was first built in 1736. However, several violent storms and shore erosions caused the uh, caused its Georgia Lighthouse to become a structural, structurally unsound. As a result, the lighthouse was... Oh. The house, the, the lighthouse was immediately rebuilt. Over the years, instant uh, weather and erosion did away with the lighthouse. Uh, a couple, oh, more erosion and stuff made more of it go away, and it happened more times. And then the lighthouse that stands today is actually the fourth one in Tybee on Tybee Island. So, apparently here, they have a hard time keeping their lighthouses uh, to stay up. Well, because of weather, corrosion, and they're right there by the ocean. So, yeah. So, that's the fourth lighthouse. I bet you that thing's got a lot of stories. Well, let's see what it says. Many people who visited Scary Lighthouse have reported hearing disembodied sounds such as a phantom whistle and the sound of an unseen uh, of unseen feet so you can hear feet running through there or like you know pitter patter of feet a few people have even reported seeing the apparition of apparition of a five-year-old five-year-old while climbing the stairway the ghost girl who wears historic clothing warns visitors not to go any further up to the staircase. Some paranormal investigators have theorized that the uh, girl may have purchased one of the previous Tybee lighthouses crumbled to the ground in a storm. (laughs) So basically what they're saying is this girl was probably because there's no reports of a girl dying in this lighthouse, but maybe she was in one of the other ones that crumbled, and there's no record, really. You know, because I guess once a building collapses and falls, you don't really keep much of the records on it anymore. Huh, so, they just, oh well. Yeah, sounds like a creepy one. It's in Georgia, it's called the Tybee Lighthouse. Okay. What do we got now? The Owl's Head Lighthouse. The Owl's Head Lighthouse overlooks the beautiful Pens- 
Pensacola, 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 Scott Bay in Marine, oh, in Maine. So it's Pensacola. Anyways, it's in Maine. The area surrounding the lighthouse has been established as the uh, Owl's Head Lighthouse State Park and is protected from the development. Oh, that don't make any sense. Anyways, it's a the Owl's Head Lighthouse State Park, and it protects the uh, lighthouse. It was uh, first the lighthouse was first built in 1825. So this is a state park. So yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Under all that mumble, I was trying to talk. Sorry if I sound like Forrest Gump tonight. Trying to read to you, I'm like. Anyways. Let's go with, um, okay, now we got, you can uh, also hear, oh, there's historical records have been written about a 13-year-old girl once lived in the lighthouse while her parent, while her parents one morning <coughs> with her, uh, okay, she lived in the lighthouse with her parents. One morning, the girl woke her parents up warning them that a dangerous frog was about to roll into the bay. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. A dangerous fog was about to roll into the bay when her parents asked the girl how she knew the fog was coming. She informed them that she had an imaginary friend. Her parents discovered that the imaginary uh, friend was, in fact, the ghost of a former sea captain. Hmm, pretty interesting. So the ghost was warning them. But how would it be poisonous? Despite the fact that the lighthouse itself is no longer accessible to the public, but many people visit the uh, parks each year. <coughs> and have uh, witnessed the sea captain still uh, wandering about the grounds. Folks who live near the haunted lighthouse year-round have reported seeing the, seeing his footsteps in the snow. <laughs> Pretty creepy. So, there's... Reed, what are you doing? Sorry, my dog was being a jack wagon. So, that one's, that one's pretty cool. It's just one lighthouse. Huh? But how with the dangerous fog? I guess it's really thick. That's something I could think. All right, now we're going to go to number three. Point Lookout Lighthouse. Point Lookout Lighthouse was built in Scotland. Oh, yeah, these are the uh, top lighthouses around the world. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, go back. The Point Lookout Lighthouse was built in Scotland, Maryland in 1830. Some people consider these structures to be uh, one of the most haunted lighthouses in North America. Several ghost uh, fig figures have been known to appear and suddenly vanish within the lighthouse, within the lighthouse structure. Some people have reported seeing doors open and close seemingly of their own uh, own will. The most common things 
experienced our uh, disembodied voices and the sound of running footsteps. Some researchers believe that Point Lookout is a uh, freight with so much activity because a hospital and a prison camp for the uh, Confederate soldiers had been erected and used near the uh, premise during the the grounds during the Civil War. So that place has a lot of history. Hmm. Now we're going to go to... Now this one's another tongue twister for me, but I'll promise not to mess it up. Okay, this is the Sewell Choksi Lighthouse. The lighthouse, oh, the... In 1892, the lighthouse uh, was constructed and overlooks Michigan at Soul Chokes Point today. The structure is available for tours from Memorial Day through mid-October. The houses where the lighthouse keepers once residents has now been uh, converted into a museum. That's awful nice of them. Tourists claim that the ghost of the former keeper, Captain Joseph Townsend, haunts Solkoff. He died in the keeper house during the early 1900s. It was in the middle of the winter when he passed on, and the ground was too frozen for immediate burial. His body was stored in the basement until spring, and many people believe that believe this is why he haunts the uh, lighthouse. Captain Townsend was very fond of cigars, and some visitors have reported smelling cigar smoke in the museum. Staff members have uh, stated that the chairs in the kitchen are often and frequently disturbed, even when the museum is not open to the public. A couple... A couple people have reported seeing a ghostly face of a bearded man peering through the uh, windows at them. Mmm, so creepy. That would be weird. You're sitting there enjoying your dinner and there's this jackass looking at you going, Hey, you gonna eat that? <laughs> well, <coughs> oh no, I still got something to do. I thought I was done. Okay, what do we got next? We got the St. Simpsons Lighthouse. The St. Oh, I'm sorry, St. Simmons Lighthouse was first built in 1810 on St. Simmons Island in Georgia. Unfortunately, the original structure was destroyed by a troop of Confederate Confederate soldiers who did not want the light from the lighthouse to aid the approaching Union warships. The lighthouse was rebuilt in 1872. Eight years later, a violent... Okay. Eight years later, a violent argument broke out between Keeper Frederick Osborne and his assistant, John Stevens. And it's uh, uncertain that the uh, argument was about... But Stevens wound up shooting Osborne. Stevens was never charged with the crime and took on the role of the, role of 
of the Light Keeper. Rumor has it that Stevens was haunted by the ghost of Osborne, and today, phantom footsteps can still be heard stomping along the staircase. Because he's madder than hell. Okay. Sorry if I butcher this one up. Just apologizing ahead of time. Okay. The Preschool Isle Lighthouse. The Preschool Isle Lighthouse was built in 1840 on the shore of Lake Huron. Lake Huron in uh, Michigan. Thirty years later, another lighthouse was constructed nearby the original. Excuse me. Preschool Lighthouse lay abandoned for three decades. In the early 1900s, the Stebbins family fell in love with the old structure and lovingly restored it. They lived in the keeper's house and gave tours of the original lighthouse to the public. After the Stapleton, the Stebbins family passed away, the lighthouse remained open for tourism until Georgia and Laura Paris took over managing the property sometime in the 1970s. <coughs> Georgia was one of, Georgia, George was known for being being fond of children and enjoying nothing more than delighting them and their families while giving tours of the lighthouse. As the lighthouse had, as the lighthouse had not been used to serve boats in a long time, the Coast Guard removed the wires to its uh, lighting system in 1979. Eventually, George passed away. But Lorraine became to suspect that, to suspect that her husband's ghost remained at the lighthouse. George and Jordan, George enjoyed making elaborate breakfast each morning, and Lorraine often woke up to the smell of bacon after he had passed on. She felt her suspicions suspicious was confirmed when the light of the top of the lighthouse would somehow turn on even though it should not have been possible, but members of the Coast Guard and the National Guard witnessed the strange phenomenon. Not long after, a girl ventured to the top of the lighthouse, and when she returned, she told, the, she told her parents that a ghostly woman had made her laugh while she was, on, she was at the top. Upon seeing a, a portrait, George Paris, the girl said he had been the man she had seen in the lighthouse. Mm, he was up there making her giggle. Crazy old man. Now we got the Fairport Harbor Lighthouse, or the Fair, Fairport. The Fairport Harbor Lighthouse is located near Lake Erie in Fairport harbor ohio both the lighthouse and the keeper's house house oh keeper's house were originally built in 1825 but had to be rebuilt in 1871 because of structural issues 
The lighthouse was uh, used until 1925, and it was overseen by two keeper, two keepers in particular, who have historical significations. I'm not done yet. I've got more. This is this is the continuation. Samuel Butler was the first keeper. Butler was deeply involved in the Underground Railroad and used the lighthouse in a safe house for runaway slaves who attempted to flee to Canada. Several decades later, Captain Joseph Bangkok and his family managed uh, Fairport and Bamcock was deeply devoted to his uh, job. While he, while he was keeper, his son operated as he, oh, as his associate, and would later become a keeper himself. Bangkok and his family had two children while living at Fairport, but one of them died of uh, smallpox when she was only five years old. Mrs. Bangkok eventually became bedridden due to illness and kept many cats on the premise as a means of uh, entertaining herself. Investigators have visited the Fairport, believe that it is one of the most haunted lighthouses in existence. They believe both the Bangkok and Butler spirits remain in the house. In addition, the ghostly form of a gray cat on paranormal investigation team brought a uh, ghost box to the haunted lighthouse and asked a series of questions. When the crew members asked, are they... Are there any ghosts around here? The ghost box the ghost box stated Spirit of Bangkok and another uh, team member asked Where's Captain Where's Captain Butler? The box replied Spirit Pretty creepy. I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. I'd pee my britches. Yeah. Okay, this is number nine. That was number eight. The Seguin, uh, the Seguin Island Lighthouse. The original Seguin Island Lighthouse was constructed in 1795 by the order of George Washington himself. Located in Georgetown, Maine, the lighthouse underwent two major reconstructions. reconstructions first in 1819, then again in 1857. There are many stories about the various lightkeepers that lived at the lighthouse, but two specific tales are particularly haunting. The first of the first is of a keeper who lived at the lighthouse with his wife in the mid 1800s. Their life was very isolated and lonely. <coughs> to help combat the uh, keeper's wife had a piano delivered. Unfortunately, she only knew one song, which she played over and over again. The le legend has it that this constant repetition—legend uh, uh, has it that this.
constant reputatious eventually drove her uh, husband mad. He grabbed an axe and destroyed the piano, then turned the violence to his wife and then himself. Wow. That's creepy, man. Yeah. I mean, well, think about it. You're a lighthouse keeper. Your job is to make keep everything around there maintained and make sure the light stays on. A bitch is pretty fucking boring at sometimes, and then you keep hearing that one damn song over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay, here's another story. Another story is of a young girl who passed away in the uh, passed away on the island. Multiple keepers throughout the historical, many keepers throughout history reported seeing the apparition of a girl giggling and running up and down the stairs of the lighthouse. Perhaps the most chilling story, however, occurred in 1985. Members of the Coast Guard had been instructed to visit the lighthouse and decommission its light. The officer in charge was sleeping in the keeper's house when he was woke up to his bed being violently shaken. At the foot was an apparition who ordered the officer not to remove the furniture from the house. While the officer was terrified in this encounter, he did not heed the uh, ghost warning. The following morning, the boat that had been stuck in the uh, stuck with the uh, furniture from the lighthouse sunk before it could reach uh, the mainland. <laughs> he tried to tell them. The following morning, the boat that had been stuck with or stocked with furniture, yeah, sunk going to the mainland. That's pretty. That's kind of, you know, <laughs> he warned them. Today, the lighthouse is available for tours, and the keeper's house has been reconverted into a museum that is open to. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. He said, don't uh, take the furniture, and the uh, boat that was stocked with all the furniture uh, sank before it got to mainland. Ain't that a bitch. I gotta get me a little swallow of water. Alright, doesn't good old drink of water. Alright, one more left. Hmm, excuse me. Okay, the last lighthouse is the White River Lighthouse. The White River Lighthouse was built in 1875. The lighthouse sits in the the White Lake Channel of Lake Michigan. Its very first lightkeeper, Captain William Robinson, took his post there in 1876. Robinson, along with his uh, wife, Sarah, raised 11 children there. I know what they did in their off time. They raised 11 children within the keeper's house. In fact, the uh, Robinson family loved the lighthouse so much that they had worked there for 40... Whoa, what? They worked there for 47 years. Robinson was 87 years old when he finally decided to retire. Dang. He died in the keeper's house the night before he was set to leave the, uh, leave the, uh, grounds for good. Wow. 87. He goes to retire. 
He's like, yeah, I'm done. I gave it my all. And then he fucking dies that night before he's supposed to leave the island. How crazy. Well, at least he died at his happy place. That's always nice. Okay. Now, here's what I did for my next stories. These are what I'm going to do. I read, you know, the list of the top uh, haunted uh, lighthouses in America. So now I'm going to break them down and start with number one and work my way down. How does that grab you, my skilly little friends? Yep, got, I got one, two, uh, one, two, three. I need to learn how to count, because I don't, oh, no, that's five. Where is, well, yeah, I need to learn how to count, because I don't see that. But anyways. I got four stories for you. Four stories, all is well. Hmm. I don't know what I did with that one. Yeah, because that's a tilita, tilitu, tilita. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna. I got four stories to tell you, because like I said, uh, they were the top ten lighthouses. I'm gonna break them down and. Get on in with this. So, let's get with it. Let's go back. The first one is the Taipei the Lighthouse in Georgia's. Georgia's, Georgia's Fresh Baked Beans. I don't know why I said that. Sorry if I'm goofy. Didn't mean to be that way. Okay, first one is the Taipei Lighthouse. James Ollendorf, governor of the 13th Connolly in 1732, Taipei Island Lighthouse has been guiding marine safe entrance into the Savannah River for over 285 years. The Taipei Lighthouse Station is one of the one of America's most in, intact light stations having all of its historical support buildings still uh, intact, still up. Uh, Rebuilt several times in the current lighthouse displays its 1916-day mark with 178 steps and a first October seasonal lens. Oh, it was the first kind of lens. First lens like that. Under the direction of Noble Jones of Warren Soul Plant of the Warren Soul Plantation, work began on work began the first day mark built on Tybee. It was constructed in 1736. It was. Um, octagon shaped 
and it was constructed of brickwork and cedar piles. Standing 90 feet tall, it was the tallest structure of its kind in America at that time. Unfortunately, storms took their toll on the Tybee's first day mark. Five days after the completion, a new day mark was no, a new day mark was commissioned while work was progressing on one day mark. A storm swept the old day mark away in August of 1741. In 1742, a, a second day mark built on Taipei was completed. It was uh, described by Octagon, an octagon as much as the best building of the kind in America. It was different from this procedure standing 90. I just fucking read that, didn't I? Well, god dang, I sure did. Okay. I, just, I went back. <laughs> See, that's what I hate when I'm talking and I lose my place. Anyways, okay. In 1768, the sea lapping at the uh, foundation of the day mark, the Georgia Assembly Authority, the new day mark, the lighthouse. This time, the site will remove from the sea was chosen, and the building was completed in early 1773. The new lighthouse was uh, ceded to the federal government from the colony of Georgia in 1790. The United States Lighthouse Establishment established them take over the operation of the day-to-day -day stuff. And in, 19, in 1791, the 100-foot tall brick wooden structure was lit while spectator candles uh, with a spectacle candles for the first time. In 1871, it's wood, the wooden staircase, the wooden stairs in the top 40 of the uh, tower were destroyed during the Civil, Civil War when Confederate soldiers was uh, trying to blow it up, you know, hit it with cannons. And it set fire to the tower to order a, prevent the uh, Union troops from, you know, using a line to guide their ships in. After the Civil War, the Lighthouse establishment began work on rebuilding the uh, lighthouse. The lower 60 feet of the old lighthouse was still intact and was deci uh, decided to add the uh, existing structure instead now. The lighthouse is now the first older station consisting of masonry and metal only. It was completed uh, for proof. This lighthouse still stands today, and it's very haunted. Uh, I hate that. My pages are stuck together, and it's not because of what you think. Oh, well. I got some more stuff on it. The lighthouse is actually the fourth lighthouse. <laughs> Basically, at first, it's all the bullshit I was talking about. That's why I skipped it. It was uh, built. Re it was uh, built four times. Uh, the spot. Uh, 
as the past three were destroyed by uh, storms and short erosion. People have reported seeing figures dressed in uh, light keepers clothing and a five-year-old little girl warning people not to go into the lighthouse. Others have reported hearing whistling and other sounds too. Pretty creepy, guys. I would love to go visit an old ice house. An old lighthouse. I think that would be pretty rad. Alright, my next story is of the Owl's Head Lighthouse. This one's in Maine. This one's going to be pretty cool. The booming li- the, uh, the booming lime trade of the 1820s on Maine's main coast led the construction of the lighthouse on Owl's Head on area located at the entrance to Rockland Harbor, Maine. In 1825, President John Quincy Adams authorized the building of a lighthouse on a Bernard, on a south on the south of Rockland Harbor in Pocatabas Bay or Pocatabas Bay. lighthouse only only 30 feet tall is situated on a hill about a hundred feet above the uh, water because <laughs> the idea of your lighthouse is the taller the uh, lighthouse is the more people can see it that's further out the further out you can see it so back then they use if they could use a big cliff that could give them the advantage, they wouldn't have to use as much material and it wouldn't cost as much to make it bigger if they used their earth. So that's what they did, apparently. They found a cliff. And it said 100 feet above the water. So it's about 130 feet above the water. Wow. That was, man. See, and I'm afraid of heights. I don't know if I could do that, walk up there in a lighthouse. Ooh. Much less the haunted lighthouse. A tall light, a tall lighthouse was unnecessary because of the height of the uh, cliffs. The uh, present brick tower was constructed in 1852 and it was fitted with the fourth order uh, Fresnel lens. The tower remains relative, relatively unchanged from the time when it was first built. Besides its unusual short hike, the lighthouse also has a long, serious wooden steps leading up to the lighthouse from the keeper's house, which is a fur- quite unique to its uh, house. The original lamps and reflectors were replaced by a fourth-order Fresnel lens in 1856. The lens remains in use today. The lighthouse was fully uh, oh is full or uh, is fully uh, automated or became fully automated in 1989 and contains to shine it's the uh, if you can it can be seen up to 16 nautical miles away to this day 
because of its lighthouse, it's located in a region that is particularly prone to fog. The light is equipped with a powerful fog signal. The original name of these of the owl's head is somewhat a mystery. Some have suggested that the uh, that the uh, panoply where where the lighthouse sits on the property where the lighthouse sits looks like an old owl from the water. Others say owl's head is the English English translation of the Indian name for the location of Mandakat. Mandakat. Yeah. Get out of here. That's my daughter with a Sasquatch face. Alice Headlight is known for many tales, and many tales that have been passed down through the years. One of the uh, most memorable tales is of the frozen lovers. The area was hit by a massive storm on December 22, 1850, which caused five vessels to go under, and one of these was a small uh, a small schooner whose captain had some asshole was sent out, oh, gone ashore, and was sent out to sea after the cable the cables trying, the tables tying to the dock broke loose. The first mate, his uh, finances and his finance and oh. Anyways, the first mate, his fiance, and his seamen were left on board to uh, huddle together on the deck and nearly freeze in the surf. The seaman was able to escape out at one point and made it to the shore. Exhausted and nearly frozen, fortunately he reached the road and rode the road to the lighthouse where he was rescued by the housekeeper. Barely able to speak, he alerted the uh, keeper about the other still on the schooner and rescued people was uh, rounded up. The rescue party found what was left what was left of the schooner and found the young couple frozen in the frozen in a block of ice. The couple appeared to be dead, but the man brought the block to the kitchen of the keeper's house. They chipped the ice away and slowly if it miraculously uh, the couple began to show signs of life. The young couple soon recovered, eventually married, and had four children. Unfortunately, the seamen who uh, protected them, the rescue, they were never recovered. Wow. That's crazy. That's a crazy, that's a cool story. I mean, it's not cool. Like, that's pretty, I like that one. Pretty creepy. And a second tale is of the uh, keeper's dog who lived in the lighthouse in the 1930s. This dog, the dog's name was Spot. He was trained to pull on the uh, fog's bell rope when he heard a boat approaching. In one incident, the rope 
oops, sorry. The rope was burned and was buried in the snow, and Spot was unable to ring the bell. Instead, he barked continuously until he heard the approaching boat's whistle beyond the rocks. Spot's loud barking has been credited with the uh, warning to warning the captain just in time to steer the boat and avoid the rocks. Spot was known as a somewhat of a local hero and celebrity and he is said to be buried in the side of the hill near the former location of the fog bell. Ordinarily, even the uh, hauntings of old Owl's Head life did not appear to be linked to either of these tales. The keeper's house is said to be haunted by an old sea captain who is most likely a former keeper, although no one is sure. According to local legend, one night, <coughs> a three-year-old, his three-year-old daughter of the keeper woke her parents up. Oh, I've already said that story. Okay, yeah, we've already heard that. Remember, woke her up, they woke him up saying a dangerous fog was coming. They needed to get out. Yes. But here's another one I didn't tell you about. The little lady. The Little Lady of the Lighthouse. The Little Lady's spirit is frequently seen in the kitchen. She seems likely to slam doors shut unexpectedly in the rattle of silverware. Everyone who has, has encountered her has stated that her premise brought about a feeling of peace. But that her premise brought about a feeling of peace. Most agree that she is probably a wife or one of the many former keepers of the light who lived in the place so much she had decided to never leave. Alright, that's it for the Owl's Ghost Head. Oh, Owl. Okay, this is so we got two more for you. Let me get a drink, and uh, we'll continue this operation. Gonna go over the Soul Coach Point Lighthouse. There are stories that claim the lighthouse is haunted by the lighthouse keeper that served the, uh, served the structure from 1902 until his death. Excuse me. In 1910, it is said that he passed away while in the bedroom that is located upstairs. His name was Joseph White Townsend. He and his wife resided in the house whose no, he was known to enjoy smoking cigars. Unfortunately, his wife was not a huge fan and all that with the cigars, and she informed him that he could not smoke in the house anymore. Since his death, many people have claimed to smell cigars in the house. It's believed that Townsend possibly smoked, purposely below smoke in the house after his wife could not, uh, I mean, forbidden him to not do it anymore. People have also claimed that the ghost and its furniture, the ghost of uh, Townsend's ghost will uh, rearrange the furniture and another strange occurrence is when the table is set and left unattended 
then seen later, the forks turned sideways and everything's all messed up. Haunted or not, what do you think? Why don't you go check it out? Some of the stuff I'm kind of repeating, I've noticed, so sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't read ahead like I should have. The next one is the St. Simmons Lighthouse. See, I did this to kind of break the stories down. I know I said, said them in the, you know, I'm just trying to cover the basis of them when I first tell them. And then, like I said, I'm going to break them down. So if I say a lot of this twice, I'm sorry. Okay. What do we got going on here now? The St. Simmons. I'm a St. Simmons. Third time, St. Simmons. There is something about the lighthouse that made the popular focus points for many American ghost stories. Perhaps it is the it is the way the interior stained wells often seem dark and forbidding, almost like the dungeons of ancient times. Are there often uh, isolated locations also could come to a play? The other theory, of course, is that they really are haunted. The St. Simmons Island Lighthouse was stu stood on the Georgia coast since 1872 when it was constructed by the U.S. government to replace the, that it got this, this is a, kind of repeating myself again, but Anyways, this is the one that got destroyed by the uh, the Confederate soldiers kept coming by and uh, hitting it and stuff. And, uh, you know, trying to blow it up. And they did a lot of damage to it. It got redone. And then uh, after the Civil War, there was uh, people that lived there. And then there was an incident, another uh a keeper got shot by his helper or something, and then remember that guy took over control of the house. So this is kind of repeating itself, and I'm sorry about that. But there's here's a here's some of the ghost stuff that people see and hear while they while they are there. <coughs> After the uh, one of the keepers died in the place. It was not long after that that strange reports, uh, strange reports of the ghost at St. Simmons Island soon became to appear in newspapers across the country. One account, published in 1908, described how the wife of a, a later keeper began to have problems with the mechanics or the mechanisms of the lighthouse while her husband was away. Remembering that Frederick Osborne was once promised. Oh. Anyways, I thought that was going to be telling of a ghost. Anyways, after Simmons and uh, Osborne had their fallout, there have been reports of, go of uh, hearing stuff. A little girl, I think, has been sighted here. A lot of creepy, creepy stuff. Sorry if I effed my notes up tonight some. I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. It'll be a better show next week, I guarantee. I'm still on the on the seat, on the fence about do, uh, cutting back. I was going to, but man, the more I think about it, I really like doing this.
And I don't think I'm going to do this again. Only reason I did this voice again, it's like a, it's supposed to sound like an old radio. I did it to try to try some, try to try something different. But, uh, yeah, next week I won't do it, though. But I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who listens and downloads it every time I put one on. Thank you very much. We are hitting over 200 downloads every month. That's freaking awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks to Canada. Thanks to the people in America. <coughs> Russia. New Zealand. Australia. Spain. Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry if I fuck some of this stuff up. I don't mean to, but I really like podcasting and telling the ghost stories that I find and talk about. So, I'm going to keep being me and you keep being you and keep spooking. But it does suck. Halloween's over. <sighs> now i got to put up with Christmas. See, that's what makes me mad. Why can't Christmas be short and Halloween be longer? That would be awesome. But no. But I hope you guys had a great Halloween. Had a great time with your family and friends. Um... You guys get a hold of me if you have any stories now. We're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so come check me there. Uh, the podcast is on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iTunes. We're on anything, right? I mean, pretty much any any place you can get the podcast. And I got a YouTube channel we do too, so check that out. Uh, but it's been nice, guys. Next week's show will be a lot better. I won't F it up as bad, but I hope you guys scared tonight now. Remember when it's nice and foggy and you'll see the light from the lighthouse. Look for the light. Look for the lighthouse. That's so creepy. But this has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we will see you later, Goose Goose. Well, I'm glad. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Glad you enjoyed it. That one was a pretty good episode. We got some pretty good downloads on it, some pretty good hits on it, so I enjoyed it. I uh, Let me know what y'all think about me doing it in the uh, radio voice like that. Make me sound like I'm on a CB. But, um, yeah, that one was pretty good. That's when I was doing the lighthouse, and so. But we got uh, two more months left of this year, and it's going to be a new year. But you guys, keep listening. Tell your friends about it, guys. Let's get, a, let's get this excuse me podcast going good all right y'all can do that for me but uh keep hitting that subscribe button keep downloading and keep telling your friends about it and hey we'll have a fun old time telling some spooky stories and you can find my uh podcast on any uh platform really i'm out there everywhere now i'm getting the youtube channel caught up again all the way, so go check that out. Go check us out on Facebook, Ghost Stories Told from the South. And if you have any scary stories, just slide in my DMs and, uh, you know, tell me about it. Or tell me some building to look up or something. So I think that would be awesome, man, interaction with the fans. So, but you guys are what makes the show go. So I want to just want to tell a little announcement. Pretty soon I'm going to start like a uh, GoFundMe page. And you can, if you want to donate, donate. If you don't, you don't. It's all going to the podcast. It's just going to help, you know, buying more notebooks, buying some more paper, ink for the printer, you know, to pay my, the, the, pay some other stuff, you know. 
that does with the podcast, you know. So every little bit helps. If you want to give me a dollar a month, that's fine. Or give me nothing a month, that's fine. But I would really like to start getting something so I can start getting some more uh, supplies. But you guys uh, always support me. I always have. But like I said, I'm going to get that Facebook, that uh, GoFundMe going. So y'all can donate there. So, so y'all have a great weekend. Be good. Don't get too fat on all that candy now. <laughs> but you guys be good. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. With your host, Stephen LeBooth. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, it has been a Booth Podcasting production. We will see you later, guys. See you next Wednesday. Bye.